This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Hello, hello, how are you? How are you? Nice to see you, nice to see you. Welcome along, welcome along. <laughs> I don't know. I... Can everybody hear me twice? Can everybody hear me twice or just the once? Um, that's better. 
don't know what's happening there, but I was I was in stereo for myself. Um, <laughs> what can I say? I'm worth listening to twice. Uh, look, we started doing these um, a few weeks ago when we were when we, we weren't doing so well. We thought let's have a look and see what's going wrong in the games. And to be honest with you, they are um, such good fun uh, that we decided we would do them anyway. I can't. Can't live without a bit of Brad in my life, you know. Uh, that's what it is. Good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, welcome along. It is LTID TV from Leicester till I die. Uh, thank you for joining us, um, or whether you're watching via YouTube or listening via your favorite podcast platform. This is what I would ask you to do if you would be so kind, and that is to like, subscribe and um click that notification bell it all helps the channel you know that though i've told you so many times um you must be fed up by now but uh let me bring my guest in it's not just me i am the i suppose i am the um the, the gary Linico, if you like of the pair of us i will bring you in the um i, I, I want to say danny mills but i don't know whether he'll be happy with that or not no, I can see him in the green room. Apparently not. Apparently, Danny Mills is not good. It'll be me and Brad, and this is the review show. Brad, it's all going so swimmingly well this uh, this evening. How are you? It, it is. I I just thought you was you know being silent for dramatic pause, um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing all right, mate. I could hear it, and I could hear it twice. Um, I thought, hello, I've got Brad's echo. It's catching. Uh, <laughs> but we're here to talk about uh, the match. As I've put there, and excuse my bad puns, you know what I'm like. I love a pair of bad puns. Uh, just ask the ex-missus. Uh, four middle foxes punish the pilgrims. 4-0. Wow. Um, we're going to obviously get into some a lot more detail about the match, but that was a statement win, wasn't it? It was. Probably long overdue as well. Um, uh, we've had a, a few dodgy results in the last five games or so but uh i like i say chris i always try and look at it in in brackets of twos and threes and you know that that then middlesbrough and uh, and leads back to back defeats look a long way away we're undefeated now in four three wins a draw um and uh, the perfect early christmas gift if you will um <laughs> Uh, it was a resounding uh, performance all around. And I know we blitzed them in like six and a half minutes in the second half. Mm. Um, and while some changes came on that kind of really showed that he was happy with four and he wanted to rest players, and I totally understand that with what's coming around the corner for, for, for the club in terms of fixture congestion, uh, it still could have easily been seven or eight, Chris. Yes. It really could have been twice as bad as what it was for Plymouth. I think Plymouth fans, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Plymouth fans will be glad that it was only, that, that we stopped and showed mercy at four. 
yes, we did seem to sort of um, go off, not say off the boil, that's probably been a little bit unfair. I mean, at 4 0, I mean, all right, there's what, 70 minutes gone or something like that. Um, I just kind of look at it there. Um, well, in fact, at 55 minutes, it was, uh, it was 4 0. The, the match was won, wasn't it, really? Yeah, and we've said this, um, given Leicester's position, and it is it is one of luxury. I know Ipswich is still on our coattails, but it's still one of luxury to have at Leicester because we are now seeing that whilst Leeds are... Oh, sorry, sorry, let me correct myself. While, while Spurs, Chester, United mm-hmm. um, sit in third, everybody else lower than them dropped points. So the teams that are feeling like they still have a chance of catching us. It's getting, it feels like that's getting smaller and smaller as he, each week goes by. We're in such a position of luxury, not just being top, but by having such a golf in, in a thing that, you know, it's like you always say, Chris, doesn't matter if you're in 1-0, 6-0, you only get three points for it. We don't really have to worry about our goal difference. And the way we're going, we're only going to keep adding to our goal difference anyway. So good luck yeah. to anyone who's trying to catch our points and, and goals tally. If we take our blue tinted spectacles off just a little bit, um, one nil blind. at half time. <laughs> at half time. It could have been three two. Um, either way, really. I mean, we missed a couple of sitters, but Plymouth. I mean, all right, Hermanson didn't have to literally. He didn't have to break sweat to make uh, his saves, but he was called upon down to our own errors, really. Yeah, which has been a tale throughout our season. We tend to more times than not be the makers of our own downfall if we do concede a goal. Um, <laughs> uh, and you're right. I, I, I mean, I, I watched all the extended highlights and pretty much any feature of goals that I, uh, of people putting up the match as I, as I could really. Um, and I, I have to admit, there was at least one chance they had where. I think even he should have done better. I think he should have either made Hamadson make a much more difficult save than he had to, or he he should have he should have probably scored it. To be honest, if he had mm. the whole of the other side of the goal to aim at. Um, so if you really want to be a, a negative Nelly, as the expression is, I suppose you could say, well, if we go up next season and give up these chances, they're going to punish us, and and that's probably true. Most the majority of teams in the Premiership are going to take these chances, but that, as we always say. That that that's next season's issue, not this season's yeah. issue. You can only beat what's in front of you, and and that. So, yeah, it could have been a different scoreline, but it wasn't, thankfully. No. And the foxes <laughs> made them pun it, made them pay for it. That's it. Fair point. At the end of the day, it could have, would have, should have, but wasn't. You know, um, and like you say, we'll worry about next year, next next season, next season, and uh, we, we will be looking at maybe some changes that the club are being linked with. Which is as always, uh, every man and his dog when it comes to the uh, to the transfer window looming. Um, I'm actually dreading it because it's just absolute. I, I, what I did last last window was I just didn't sort of go along with any of the silly speculation, which I'm going to think I'm going to do that that again. Um, but look again, uh, let's let's bring the let's bring the table up. There we go. I mean, how good does that still look? Um, we could have. Again, we could have sort of fallen back a little bit. Uh, Ipswich had their chance um, and they drew the two games instead of winning them. Leeds, well, you know, 
I thought I thought they were going to be topped by five points by now after they beat us, after what they said. Um, but they're still hanging in. Southampton are hanging in. Uh, it seems to me, once you get... And, and Southampton now have got a six-point uh, cushion over West Brom. So you've got to say, probably, it's going to be three of those four. Although, obviously, you don't know with the playoffs exactly. But, you know, I, I think three of those four are going to be the teams that go up this season. Yeah, you you don't want to kind of write anything off just yet. We've seen some miraculous late second half of the season charges. I think Huddersfield were one team that did it, and, and obviously Forest uh, they they were a bit earlier in the season, but they did they did something too not too dissimilar where they raced up and got into the playoffs. So you don't want to count anybody out. But looking at that half of the the first half of the season, I mean. You know, you look at, and I'm just going to quickly go off camera so I can make sure I see the digits properly. I am still here, don't worry. But you look at you look at Sunderland and West Brom, right? They've got six defeats, eight defeats, and then it's eight, six, seven, six, ten, nine, rest mm -hmm. of the way down. You look at Leicester's, uh, Ipswich, Leeds, and, and and Southampton. The Southampton have four. Leicester and Leeds both have three, and surprisingly Ipswich have the least with with just the two defeats but the the, the thing that's given us the edge is, is is the obvious one um Leeds Southampton are drawing a lot more whereas we have literally either lived or died by the sword minus Sheffield Wednesday so yeah that's where we have the difference thing you know imagine when, when when you see three three or four teams showing that sort of strength to have a lot of wins on the board and not too many draws um, it that tends to show you who's going to be at least in the talking point for 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 the last couple of weeks of the season for for the automatic spots. I can imagine Leeds and Southampton are going to push us as much as they can all the way. Yes. After that, though, I mean, it, it's um, well, you take your you take your you know pick really, isn't it? You know, I mean, it, it it's different every week. Um, and, and you know, you, you look at it and you think, well, this team's going to break away. I mean, Sunderland sacked the manager; they get a win. Stoke have just sacked the manager today. Um, oh, yeah. He's gone. Did they lose at the weekend, Stoke? Uh, uh, who did they play? Um, Stoke, 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 Stoke. I can't find them. Oh yeah, uh, they lost to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, oh yes, the Mighty Owls. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised you forgot that one, uh, Brad. <laughs> oh well, well, you know, I just—it's just Stoke. They're a Championship side. There has been. This is a very strange division for manager sackings because I know, I know you say like Sunderland won and and went into the playoffs, but they were ninth. They were in that position yeah. anyway. Where if teams yeah. drop points and they won their win. Some of the manager sackings in this division don't make sense. Um, you know, we, we complain that you don't get time and that in the Premier League, but it seems like it's filtered into the Championship because some manager sackings... I mean, when you consider... I can't see Norwich City on that list, and they've stuck by their manager who was, you know practically out the door and packing his yeah. bags when they lost to Blackburn six or seven games ago. But they're sticking by him and they're not even in the top half. So, a bit yeah. strange. Yeah. 
it, it it is. But you know, when you when you look at that table there, I mean, Blackburn haven't really been in the playoffs yet, but uh, Cardiff, Hull, um, Preston, Middlesbrough. They've all, at some point over the last week, have been in the playoff positions. So it, there's nothing. That's all to play for. And are, are, are we are we sort of counting our chickens? I mean, I don't want to sort of. And I'm going to say hi to Luke who's in, but I don't want to be in Arsenal and say like we, we've won the Premier League and then go and lose to uh, was it Aston Villa? They lost to uh, yesterday. Um, hello, Luca. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, Although but, that that'd be a story, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, Look, is it? Um, are we? Are, am I counting chickens too soon? Um, it's easy to say that you are because obviously we're only twenty games into into the season. But the fact that we are where we, you know, we we are where we are. We're not even technically at the halfway point, and, and we're <laughs> we're looking like you know, unless something goes wrong over the next three games, it looks like we're going to break into that fifty. 50, 50, 50 point mark already and you, you say uh, I mean what was it Ranieri said when they got what was it 39 points in the first half of the Premier League season when they won it okay now we need 41 points and yeah. Jamie Vardy was like okay we need two more points it's like no I want you to go and get 41 more points you think if Leicester have got 50 odd points by, by, by the halfway stage well you only need 50 then less you know 50 to get 100 you probably need about eighty-seven oh, points. You know what? You you got your math so level, didn't you? <laughs> ah, no, you can tell. But you know, yeah, but you know, you you don't need, you need less. You need to accumulate less points in the second half of the season, which tends to be the harder part than you did in the first. And I if you get yourself what, in that position, I know what you mean. I was just being very facetious for comedians. Yeah, you know, you to be an arse. I think you only need eighty-seven points this season to go up top two. Really? I don't know if that will win you the title, but yeah, I honestly think about 87 points will get you out of this division in the top two. I think there's still points for Leeds and Southampton and the chasing patch to drop. Because like you said, Chris, look at it. From from fifth down to 12th, there's five points separating West Brom and Middlesbrough. They're yeah. going to fight amongst themselves. They're, they're, they're going to drop points. I honestly think 87 points is the target to get top two this season. Hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll put the champagne back in the fridge. Um, get, get, uh, it, get it, get it very well. <laughs> celebrated. Um, now then, look, I, as you know, um, I normally do the form table on the last six games. Mm. Reason for the fact that I'm a lazy bastard and I just wanted to copy and paste for the preview, I did it on five. Um, but I couldn't find a form a table that just shows the last five games. So I could have gone for four or I could have gone for six. Uh, there's a reason that I actually plumped and just went for the last four. Um, because look, oh, look, we're top. <laughs> oh, I see. There's no, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, no, not, you know, not stupid me. I'm fair for thinking. Um, but uh, And then I also thought, well, in fairness, four games, it's a month, isn't it, almost, in most seats. Yeah. Months it's, it, it covers the month, uh, but look, we're, we're back up to top lead second. But look at that QPR in third in the form table, Coventry fourth, Ipswich down to fifth, Norwich are up there in eighth. Um, it, it 
it is a tough division, isn't it? We've got to, we've got to say, I mean, let, let's not count our, our chickens too soon, but as confident as I am feeling now, uh, and we're Fickle's fans, aren't we? You know, you look how we were talking, you know, after, uh, I mean, your, your little Enzo rant. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's all changed. Good, good times are back again. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you might not be counting the chickens, but I've dared to name one or two before they hatch. Uh, because I just, I just think that whilst eight points is, is never comfortable, I'm not going to sit here and say we've got promotion in the bag now, but you'd imagine that, that it realistically is on Leicester now to not get promoted, in a sense, isn't it, yeah. Chris? Because... Like I say, that let's just hypothetically say that Leicester are fifty plus points by the time we get to game week twenty three. Uh, well, by the time game week twenty three is finished, so that's halfway in the fixture lists. Mm. Uh, quick maths for anybody who doesn't know, that's because we have got forty six games to play. Yeah, see, quick maths, A level. <laughs> um, you know, so if we get into fifty odd um, points by that stage, I would start to say that we probably have. We probably have the, the the confidence and 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 the playing ability to and, and also to help the squad size we've got to mm. to not fare much worse than what we have. I say worse. We've only got one. We've only got you know. If we if we if we mirrored what we did we, we do in the first half of the season, Chris. I ju- I just think there is too many times that them top six, the other like the other six teams below us if you want to go down from like second to eighth to give like a, a playoff battle if you will will drop too many points to not be able to gain points because that's what's happened hasn't it chris every time someone's gone oh we're seven points off leicester leeds play sheffield uh, uh, leeds play uh, bloody uh southampton they draw we win and all of a sudden they're back to nine points behind us you, you know what i mean i think the congestion of having to play each other as long as we do our job against them mm. I, I just don't see how we mess this up i think it would be on leicester to mess it up from that point onwards i was to lose would you say yeah i, I, I would go uh, as far to, to to say that um i think certainly not counting my chickens in the title race but i i would definitely say automatic promotion is ours to lose because uh, yeah. the title title is definitely far from uh, counting chickens. I, I'm not even wait. I'm still waiting for the eggs to, to be laid for that yeah. one, let alone counting them. Um, but I don't yeah, I think we're being big headed there by saying that. Um, and you know, I let, let's just, I mean, I've got to say, I've give, got to give Plymouth credit. You know, the guy said that they would come at us at one nil down, their heads didn't drop, they still came at us, even at sort of you know, three and you know, two and three down, even after that, that blitz. They were still, you know, they're coming at us. They, there's no way they did they park the bus. But, you know, we, we've got coming up, um, like, oh, well, so what I was going to say was, is that promotion is the main aim. Uh, I mm. don't care whether we go up as champions or we go as runners up. Um, I preferably, I don't want to go up via the playoffs because that is a bit of a lottery, as we know. <laughs> we've, we've been there too many times, haven't we? But um, if we if we do go up, then winning the damn thing is a, is a bonus. Of course it is. And you like to have that mentality of you going up as champions, you're going up 
stronger than everybody else. You, you're making your statement. And I, I think Leicester will do that. I, I think Leicester probably have that edge. And, and it's not sourness. It's, fa- it's a fair representation of other teams saying that Leicester have a far better squad uh, for this division than anybody put together. And yes, Leeds have a good squad and Ipswich probably have a better squad than they make out. But in terms of what we have the availability to change up, which we'll talk about when we get on to the, the, the lineup that we had starting the game, you know, I think it's fair to say um, that Leicester really should get out of here with, and, and, and with the icing and cherry on top uh, and, and come out of this division as champions. I think it benefits us, Chris. Yeah. I think it benefits us to to try and w- w- win the division, for, just just to kind of because it makes these players. And I, I know look, promotion is the the goal yeah. at the end of the day, but it kind of would go to the players. That's what you get for your hard work. You yeah. deserve that for your hard work, sort of thing. And we would also go one more than Manchester City because we joined with them on seven uh, second tier. Um, titles each, and unless uh, the Premier League are going to dock, dock uh, Manchester City points, they're not going to be dropping out the Premier League in, in, in the near future. So it would be nice to oh, get God. one over on them. It also means we've been relegated more often, of course, but we we, we ignore that point. We ignore that. I point. thought I'd let you say that one this time because <laughs> you didn't like it when I brought it up last time. I know, I know. Uh, but look, uh, we've got Millwall on Wednesday, we've then got before the end of the year. We've got Birmingham away uh, the following Monday, which on paper shouldn't be too difficult. Rotherham, again, on paper shouldn't be too difficult. Boxing Day, 7.45 kickoff. Thank you, EFL. Uh, But that said, I know the club are doing uh, something special for the fans there. Um, And I'm not sure what what they're giving away for that one, the club. I think... I think they're um, organising way uh, the away travel uh, and probably our owners have always been great this time yeah. of year. To be honest with you, they understand that 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 football is run by money, so unfortunately the fans suffer through it. Which mm. typically, yet again, somehow Leicester have ended up suffering through it uh, yeah. because of uh, because the plaintiffs, which it, it will probably you're, you're saying it's going to most likely be first versus second at that point. Uh, unless something dramatic happened, and even then, it's you know it's going to be a team chasing you versus. Is that is that the second the versus first or first versus second? It's going to be one of those two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't see it being any different. Yeah. Um, but our owners have always been good. I'm pretty sure they've either covered a percentage of the travel for everybody, or they've actually outright paid for the travel because our owners have always done it. I mean, I've told this story a million one times, but we get we get hundreds of you lovely new subscribers each day of the week. And if you are new, oh, you get to hear my story for the first time. And if you've heard it before, sigh a little bit, go and make the kettle. But I remember when I worked for Leicester, Chris, I think, I, don't ask me how I always compu- uh, confuse it. I'm pretty sure it was Liverpool. We played in and around Christmas and New Year one season. And our it was an early kickoff as well. So, like, the, the their coach got here at, like, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning because it was, like, a 12, 12.30 kickoff. And our owners paid for every single fan home and away crowd. Not just, They don't just look after our own. They looked after the away end. This is why I make the point. And they paid for every single home and away fan who had a ticket or a season ticket. Just all you needed to do was show it to the the kiosks, and you got a free 
beer and beer, beer, well, beer, unless you're under 18, you got a free bottle of pop uh, and uh, a free burger. And they even made sure that the travelling away fans, and I think they did it for the Leicester fans as well on the away the away game that followed, uh, they gave them a free breakfast. Well, so I, our owners have always been yeah, generous yeah. To, to fans yeah. wanting to do it. Let us know in the chat. And please, uh, if you want to stick any questions in the chat, we'll do general ones at the end. Uh, please try and, try and keep your questions to what we're talking about at that moment. Otherwise, they will get forgotten um when we when we actually if we're covering your topic if we don't i'll star it and come back to it at the end as i have done with one of luca's questions uh but let us know because it is 7 45 on boxing day now last year we didn't do anything on boxing day um and i'm not expecting anybody to join me on this but uh i am considering on the boxing day match because if it had been a three o'clock kickoff no I'm, i'd have been stuffing myself with turkey uh but because it is quarter to eight at night and because it's ipswich i may well be tempted to do a watch along for that but let me know uh in the chat if you would like me to do a watch along for that but yes yeah, so i was saying the upcoming games here um are i think got millwall wednesday then away to birmingham home to rob them the ipswich game is uh cardiff away and then huddersfield at home on new year's day and that's all before the fa cup so Definitely, definitely not. And that's a, reason, a, a reasonable selection. I mean, I would be looking there. 3, 7, 8, 9, 10, 13, 14, 15 points minimum, I think, for me. I, I don't see why we can't take maximum points from it, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think the thing that helps us with that, I think that is the most favourable uh, congestion of fixtures you could ask for, given our position. You've got... I, I would much rather have Rotherham and Huddersfield uh, through this Christmas period than I would Leeds and Southampton and, and teams like that. And the best thing about um, playing the likes of Huddersfield and Rotherham second time around is we've already played them both away so they're home matches so you feel you don't feel like that banana skins there when it's home d if you go to rob away on like the 28th of december you think oh god this could go wrong but you i feel a bit more relaxed now and we've got the banana skins if you will at home yeah. look yeah. birmingham and ipswich i can see his beating them as well so However many games you said there, Chris, I think you said Cardiff as well in there. It's 18 points. It's a, if we win everything, it's 18. I've got us maybe dropping uh, against Ipswich and possibly Millwall. Um, but uh, there's no reason why... I will say... Yeah, I will say there's no reason we can't get 18 out of 18. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. at worst... And I'm going to get such hate for this if it all goes wrong for us now. But a draw against Ipswich. I would go a draw against Ipswich, but I honestly don't see why we can't go and get uh, 18 points. Sorry, I was going to have a big screen and I thought was, I was going to have to run away. No, no, but no. I, no think I think we get 18. We can, I know where it is if I need to come back and clip that and we can play. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, but the thing is, Chris, like, after we've got coming up, yeah. so 
not the hardest of, of this lot of them games, but I don't think the hardest. But look, let's let's go back to the to the four nil win, the biggest win of the weekend in the championship. Um yes. and look at that team. Um so Hamanson, and we're gonna come on to ratings later. Um Chowdhury Fals. Vestergaard, Justin Indidi, Wink, Stewsby Hall, Fatuu, Mavadidi and Dakar. Um, Chowdhury, captain, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Enzo said at the start of the season, there isn't going to be an out-and-out captain. And whilst we've seen the same sort of few names take the captain armband, i.e. Ricardo or Vardy, you know, it's good to know that we've got a lot of players that, he entrusts to be captain or sees as potential captain material for for the occasion. And I, I think that was something that maybe was lost on Leicester the last two seasons before. You know, if we had a we had a sick note, <laughs> Man United sick note now, but we had a sick note as a captain who knew who who might as well have stayed at home twiddling his thumbs and sat in his pajamas for how much worth he gave us in the last eight months. Um, but I'm not bitter or sour or annoyed at him, Johnny Evans, you prick. Um but, um, you know, it's good to see. No, no, no. There's nothing alleged about it. He is. He is, mate. What a, what, what a turncoat. Everybody moaned at others. I'd rather them back than have him. But anyway, I'm not bitter. I'm not sour. I'm not going to cry about it. Uh, but yeah, it was good. I think it was a good choice. I think we've got three or four leaders in there. And it's good to see that we're seeing some of them have been leaders at the time. Um, so, yeah, right I choice for me. I don't think a, a captain really does that much, does he? Because you've got the manager right next to the field of play. Uh, but talk, talk, talk us through your thoughts on the whole uh, on the whole starting eleven first of all, then. Yeah, the, the majority was where it was at. And until the light was shone on it at the end by Enzo, the only big surprise was that man there in the picture, uh, and, and, and goal scorer on the day, uh, Dakar. Um, sometimes in football, Chris, they say you need a little bit of luck, don't you? And they always say that one, what, you know, one man's sorrow is another man's joy. Well, Dakar got a bit of luck. He got a bit of joy. Got a bit of misfortune on others to help him get that position, if you will, because Enzo did confirm in his press conference that three attackers um, are are currently out. Um, so that's why he ended up being. But Dakar was the big surprise um, on the sheet because there was no Ian Acho or Vardy on the bench either. So. We, 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 I don't know why he made us wait until after the game to tell us why that that Vardy and Acho and McAteer were missing from the team. He had my heart in my mouth for it, but some surprises can be good surprises, Chris. And Dakar, well, I'll talk about it in my analysis, the Dakar difference. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm like you with my shrewd titles, mate. That's why I made <laughs> that up as soon as you asked me when I joined in late. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was nice to see. Um, it was nice to see him get a start. It was. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, oh, yes, that's what I was going to say, though. Look, what I like about Dakar is pretty much what I like about Sutar, is that we've not heard any complaints from either of them. No, and again, we've touched on this before. Uh, about that old cliche that was thrown around when we won the league, that we are a family club and it felt like a family-knit unit. And you really do get that impression. Uh, I mean, you felt over time, uh, and not just under Brendan, let's not just completely bash him, under Powell as well. 
uh, and, and other managers, you did notice that some players, when they weren't playing or they weren't, you know, they might have been training hard but still weren't getting picked, they'd sit on the bench and they'd be like, ah, miserable. <laughs> and then they'd come on. Well, I mean, Gray was just a Mardi arse. I, I, I can confirm that. That's not allegedly. I've dealt with it enough. Um, I, I may have, under my breath, called him a lazy so-and-so um, when he walked past. Anyway, that, that's for a different different, different rant. That's a Brad rant for a different time, should I yeah. say. But yeah, you, you notice now that, and you know me, Chris, I, I watch the training videos, I watch the interviews, I, I, I analyse everything into depth, uh, which is why I can talk about it till the cows come home. But they look cheerful. And like you said, they don't complain, they don't mit- bitch and moan, they don't delete Leicester City off the socials like certain French Voldemorts did and stuff like that. They get on with it and they're happy to have the chance. And if you haven't already, and I'm sure you may have, Chris, but if you haven't already, go and watch Patson Dacker's interview and his short where he watches his goal back. He's, he's so wholesome. He's such a lovely guy. And I really am glad that he's at least contributed something uh, to Leicester this, this season. He's been able to do something in, in, in club football. When we did Match Day Live at the weekend, and in fairness, um, Scott and Gray took it well, but I did shoot them down a little bit because they were both uh, Daka Doubters. There we go. You see, I can do it as well. Uh, <laughs> they were both Daka Doubters. And I said... Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I do believe I'm correct, as I usually am. Uh, I did say let's let's judge him at the end of the game, um, and I think I think I was proof, proven right in, in all fairness. Uh, but my worry is is I remember saying this about a certain central defender from Australia uh, who came on and played for us against Liverpool in the Caribou Cup. All right, we lost three one, but the second goal was a wonder goal and the third one went in off the post um which indeed is in we know think if it hits the post it's a 50 50 it's either going to go in or come out you know what i mean so um well he's frozen and then he played well in the game after and i can't remember what that was and again am i back Hello, you're back, back, but you, you did, yeah, you I'm did back. fast speaking, mate, from from freezing to freezing, from out of from out of uh, space. Oh, oh, yeah. you know, but then we've not seen him since. Now I am a little bit worried about this, and we'll talk about transfers later. But are we seeing? Thank you, Daka. Thank you very much. We needed you for that game, but you know, we've, that's it. You know, we we we're, we're going to go back to. Uh, Back to uh, Vardy and Inchi, if they fit. Well, fortunately, um, that that that's that's the case for any player that's out on the fringes and, and not getting much time. You you do have a a stronger eleven, and unfortunately, um, look, I mean. It's kind of like Daku John, the good news or the bad news. The good news is Enzo's all but pretty much said, unless there's a miraculous recovery over the next few days, Ian Acho and Vardy and McAteer aren't available for, for the midweek game against Millwall. So he'll get another chance. Um, I, I think he said he was asked on his future and he said, oh, for me, the future is Wednesday and he'll definitely be playing. Yes, which is which is what he confirmed in his in his post match. He basically said he's going to be playing Wednesday because Vardy and Ian Acho Ian Acho's ill and and Vardy's 
not injured injured, but he's like he, he tight muscles, so yeah. want to rest him. And obviously McAteer plays on the wing, so and yeah. and, and Enzo's yeah. got a brain and realizes Dakar's a striker, not a winger. So he'll play Wednesday. And look, this is one of the things where when you kind of you're the, the hyenas in the sense that he's feeding off scraps, he's feeding whatever's getting him. Like you've made this point many a times, Chris, Ian Acho and Vardy when he started at Leicester, they fed off scraps, they fed off substitute appearances here. They were they had to be patient, they had to decide whether it was worth being patient and staying at Leicester or try and look elsewhere. I know we're going to talk transfers in a minute, which is going to hurt my heart a little bit, but Dakin now has this opportunity. Is it unfortunate that it's come at the cost of Ian Acho and Vardy being sick and, and, and injured a little bit? Yeah, of course it is. Sometimes, as much as you don't want it to, you kind of need it to to get yourself a chance by the looks of things because yeah. of the way they've been playing. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Wednesday, if he tears it up, Chris, it's going to give Enzo a hell of a nice headache to have for, for the, the, the following game. That's what I've got written down. Um, okay, let's um, let's talk substitutes as well because um, that was the biggest surprise. I think we all had to look at twice and and say like, is, is that Dakar? Uh, when we saw that uh, that image come up. Uh, but, but what about the substitutes? Uh, and he used five, didn't he? I mean. We'll come on to the ratings obviously later, but he, for me, Enzo got everything right. But yeah, it was good to see all Brighton uh, came on, didn't particularly do anything wrong. Uh, Cody didn't come on or, or Sutar. Cashaday, yeah, he, he did what he had to do, really, didn't he? Pratt, it was nice to see Pratt again, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And obviously, we got Tom Cannon got some minutes, Ben Nelson came yeah. on, got some minutes. Uh, it was looking like the guy whose name you were dreading to pronounce was going to come on, but he didn't, did he? He didn't come no. on. Um, which saved you a job on the watch along because you must have been dreading having to say call his name. Now, but I had I had written down his first name, and that's what he was going to get called. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. And again, it was actually perfect. It's coming up to a busy schedule. You've got some players back from injuries. You've got some hungry youth talent that want to showcase what they can do. We've still got two more youth talents that are slowly coming back in Alvarez and, and Braybrook, which lots of the fans and lots of people here on this channel that comment every week speak highly of. And we've we've noted their performances until they both got injured um, last season, Chris. So we've got a hungry bunch of players um, from fringe players, youth players, squad rotation players and starters and this is the perfect period in a way. You know, some people dread it. Leicester might actually be rubbing their hands at the idea that they've got lots of games coming up because it means they're going to see players get game time and these players are going to... Well, if they if they do it, if they, if they play half as well as Dakar did in his mm. first appearance mm. this season, I know he came on against Sunderland for a minute, but his first start, his first proper yeah. appearance, if you will, and they take it like that, then count your chickens, mate. Because if they're going to play like that when they give them one or two games, how are they going to play if they break in and get a run in the team? And we saw with Enzo, didn't we? Mm. There's a little bit of an echo coming, so I'm just going to start muting you. Okay. So, well, if you want to mute yourself, and then you know what you're doing. Um, and it's like at the start of the season, we thought, well, we're going to see a lot of changes. You know, I thought we might see 60 minutes here, but 
Uh, but we literally were seeing changes in the matches. And yes, yeah, somebody would play 60 minutes and whoever played 30 would play the 60 in the next game. Um, and then we kind of went through a settled period where we could predict which team, what the team was going to be in advance. Uh, but now, and I think it's probably because of the, the fixture list that's coming up, we've got this big squad. We've got 25-man squad. And we haven't just got a, you know, sometimes when you, you know, if we let's say if we'd drawn... I don't know, Stockport County away in the FA Cup. We, we've, you know, we might have been tempted to put a B team out. And we've always struggled when we've done that. So we've never really had a strong B team. Now I feel we have, Brad. And I feel like this is, you know, it, it, we've got these 25 men. Yes, bloody we'll use them. We're paying the wages. Yeah, and you might also get the the most out of them whilst they're here. And again, it, this isn't a disrespect to the championship by any means necessary, but you have to take it as it is. And I'm sure if you were to ask any diehard fan of the championship, where would you rather be? Would you rather still be in a championship or get to the Premier League? You'd probably say the Premier League. I can't imagine many teams that have been diehard fans of, of long-term uh, championship clubs would say, oh, no, we're happy in the championship. Uh, maybe if they said VAR, where would you rather be? I'd vote championship all day long. Uh, but in terms of where you want to cut your trade, and it gets difficult in the, in, in the Premiership to give these players these opportunities. And with the greatest of respect, the, the mass amount of games you get to play in the championship, you know, a 46-game season, uh, I mean, when we play the FA Cup game, we'll actually play 50 games this season, even if we lose to Millwall in the third round, because we had three FA... We had three... Um, um, Carabao Cup ties and, and and the FA Cup. So we 50 game season essentially for Leicester on the cards here. There is a certain opportunity where a good cluster of games and an FA Cup allows you to not only play players like Pratt, but play your Nelsons, play your Will Alvarez's, play your Braybrooks. And they're not so cold, Chris, because I think where teams have their upsets in the Cup, you remember Newport County. I mean, who did, can you, I, mean, I know, I know, I know. But I remember two players from that game, and I'm sorry to point out one of them because I love him, but he hadn't played. I don't think he kicked a ball for us that season. One was Mark Albrighton, and the other one was false advertising. I mean, Rashid Gazelle, because he wasn't a gazelle. He was a bloody emu in a headlight suit. You know... But they haven't kicked a ball for us. He had his head in the sand. He did. But the, neither of them two wingers, and there, there is probably more. I think Vicente uh, Diabate is another one that you like to bring up, Chris. Yeah. You know, they hadn't kicked a ball for us, and they looked horrid when they played in that game. We were horrible when we played in that game because we played a load of players that hadn't played or hadn't been able to get in the team. And I feel like now, Chris, if Enzo's going to continue this trait of rotation and giving players chance, over this busy period, if we do play Millwall and we see a lineup where it's Stalarchik, it's Daka, it's Sutar, it's Alvarez, etc., etc., I'm going to be quite confident that they'll get the job yep. done because I've seen them do it in the league. And they've had game time; they're not just being thrown in cold. Exactly, that's what I mean. They'll have minutes under the belt. They'll be up and running with the system. They've not been. You know, they've not sat there going, well, I haven't kicked a ball in eight months and now you're telling me go out there and earn a spot by beating Millwall in the cup. They might have come on for 20 minutes against Ipswich. They might have started the game against uh, Birmingham. They might 
score a goal against Cardiff. You, you know, if 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 that's if this is what he's going to do throughout this busy period, Chris, you're asking me which which division the winter period can benefit for sides. It's being able to use the entirety of your 25 man squad over the Christmas period for me. Right. Well, let's get into the match. Um, I thought that for me, well, obviously, I thought for me, it's a double thing there, uh, that Plymouth actually started reasonably well. I think the, the first sort of 10 minutes, um, they had a couple, of, a couple of chances, but then the penalty, it was a penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was a it was a blatant penalty. It was an obvious one. You just leave a leg out like that. I mean, you could be Stevie Wonder and he would have seen that happening because he just left his leg there. And all right, every team when the penalty is given against them tries to put up a bit of a defence, but I think they knew that it was like desperation because when's a referee unless he's been told by a computer screen ever change his mind, Chris? Um, so I don't know why they do it in this division because they don't have, they don't have the stress of VAR checking seven hundred things for ten minutes. But it was an obvious penalty. He left his leg there, and you know whether you like the fact that he's kind of seen that and gone over. Some people don't like to see it in football. What's he supposed to do? Yes. What's he yeah. supposed mm -hmm. to do? Not not avoid it and 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 waste a chance? No, he does mm -hmm. what anyone's going to do in that situation. Mavadidi won the penalty. Mavadidi took the penalty. That was a surprise for me. Uh, thank God it went in. Otherwise, I think he might have got some brick bats. For me, I always think strikers should be taking penalties. But look, he's an attacking winger. So fair play to him. Uh, he wanted to take it. And I mean, that's a huge thing when it comes to penalties, actually wanting to take it. Because um, I think that that's, that's half the battle. And at the end of the day, again, could have, would have, should have. Uh, saved it, but he didn't. You know, I think it was that he hit it that hard. Uh, it was placed, but he hit it that hard. I think he got his hand to it, but he couldn't stop it going in. Yeah, uh, people say it wasn't the greatest penalty. I actually think it was. It was in the corner. It was hit of accuracy and power, and ultimately, that's what. Like you, you literally hit the nail on the head, Chris. That's, that's the reason the keeper didn't keep out of the net. You know what I'm like being a goalkeeper. I always get pessimistic when we take. It. I know, never mentioned before on this channel. I know, former goalkeeper, breaking news at LTID TV. <laughs> For all the new subscribers. <laughs> yeah, for all the new subscribers, tell it tell it a hundred times. You're telling it once to somebody. You're always telling it yeah. once. Um, but yeah, uh, I sat here. Um, you know, obviously, I had a bit of an issue streaming, so I was listening to it. And I went, he'll get a hand to this keeper. I don't know if he'll save it, but he'll get a hand to it. It's like I saw it. It's like a sidekick. You want to take the lottery with numbers or when it comes to penalty for me, because I'm quite good at uh, predicting it. And uh it was well struck. It was right in that corner. The keeper, actually, you've got to give him credit for getting anywhere near it, to be honest with you, with how well placed the penalty was. Yeah. Um, because he told him where he was going. Right? And that may be a show that I do later on when we analyse parts of the game um, later on in the year. Sorry, Chris. Uh, see you tamping around with your Christmas toys there, it looks like, or trying to sneakily open a can of beer. I don't know what you're doing. Um but yeah, he gave him the eyes. He did look in that corner. So the keeper had all the advantages Mavadivi could try and give him. But it was a good penalty. And I don't know about you, Chris. You, I don't know if I'm reading your notes from here when I say this. But that really turned the game on its head. I think Leicester ran the game for the majority of that uh, remaining yeah. half. Yes. I think a good penalty is a penalty that goes in. I don't care how it goes in. If it goes in, it's a good penalty as far as I'm concerned. Um, look, Plymouth had the chances. They didn't take it. 
Um, we had uh, one of their players that was through on Hermansen. He had the whole goal to shoot at. Uh, Hermansen just stood stood up strong uh, and and he made the wrong decision. Dakar uh, started the second half, uh, got the first uh, first of the goals, assisted by Fatawu. I mean, he did what we want him and Vardy to do because you know we we know Kells isn't that sort of player. Was that there was the break on, and my God, we we know how fast how fast Dakar is, um, but he he was up there. He had the whole goal to shoot at. The goalkeeper was in front of him, like you just said. Then with the penalty, gave him the eye, shoot it the other way, and two uh, nil. Welcome back, Patson. Yeah, it was, and 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 again, this is why I I actually like the fact that I'm so intrigued by watching anything. Like interviews and all that from the players because we, we've just talked about how you know Leicester over the years when they've tried to use reserve players or, or fringe players for a game it feels like 11 strangers are on the pitch uh Pat Sandaka Leicester City put it up on their shorts reviewing his goal and that goal came about by a half-time changing room talk but not by Enzo between Fatou, Dakar and, and, and Amadson. He basically Dakar came out and said if he goes along with it, you run with me because I know where you're gonna be and I'll play I will get the ball. You just get to wait. Yes a great mind stick alike Chris. If we've been working together too long. Yeah. But he did didn't he Chris? Well like then women that he work said, together the periods merge. <laughs> so. I know right I know. but he did didn't he Chris he said he Fatou said to me you run, I'll get the, I'll do the donkey work. You get where you need to be. I'll find you with the ball, and that's exactly where his goal came from. Yeah, no, and that's what you want, isn't it? You know, you want the players. Yes, the manager's there, and he's going to pick, you know, out what you need to do generally. But you need the players to to have that sort of relationship and talk. And fair play to Fatou, two two assists. Um, but you know, to to, to say that to Dakar, um. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, if we don't sign that guy, there's something bloody wrong, I'll tell you. Uh, and then, uh, literally, well, there was sort of we, we had a goal every two minutes, it felt like six minutes in the second half, three goals. Fatarou pops up again, but this time sets up Steffi uh, Mavadidi again doing a, a, a Wolf's best impression with his twinkle toes and managed to get it through three defenders and the goalkeeper. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're on form and you, you you're firing all cylinders, you're on form firing all cylinders, Chris. Everything that Leicester touched in that second half felt like it was turning to gold. Yeah. Um, I don't know who this Wilfred indeed is because I thought I thought we'd gone back in time and got uh, prime Ronaldinho in our midfield because he's he's an attacking, striking wonder masterclass. He's silky he's feet, he crosses the ball. Yeah, granted, he gets yeah, which is. Yeah, which is credit to the job that Winks uh, or Chowdhury or whoever's in that position and Dewsbury Hall do. Uh, they, 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 the way they're instructed to play and the way they kind of, are, they're the feeders, if you will. They, uh, they kind of help the defence out to feed the wide men and they feed the front men if, they, if, if it's available to them. So, it, again, co they complement each other. They're, they're like a well-put-together plate of food aren't they every ingredient in that team complements each other and benefits what, what, what they're asked to do i'm going to i'm going to start i'm going to get a noise that i play every time you use a metaphor <laughs> good plate of food Aye. 
I just, I just like to be creative with what I say, Chris. Sometimes, I, you know, why, why be, why be the same as everybody else when I can just be creative, you know? Exactly. But yeah, yeah, it works. It, it's working wonders for him, and he's getting the best out of every player. Who knew? Indeed, he could attack the ball. Oh well, indeed. <laughs> if only, if only indeed, he did. Indeed, he did. <laughs> uh, and then, not satisfied with coming on and scoring a goal, he then pats and thinks he's going to be, you know. Um, trying Peter Beardsley to Gary Lineker, he then sets up Wilf. Now, Wilf had missed a sitter earlier, and you could have argued, as some, some of the pundits did, as to why Fatteru didn't score. Um, oh, sorry, didn't shoot. I don't think they'd have said that if Wilf had got his foot on it, but it was very much that. That was prime Gascoigne from the Euro 96 when uh, he slid it. I mean, he literally. I, I, I don't I think I don't I don't know how he didn't get that. That's going to be one of the mysteries. Uh but Pats and Daki sets up indeed. Now, if you remember when I said earlier about the Liverpool game in the in the Coke in the Caribou Cup, you hit the post, it goes one way or the other. Wolf gets it, has a shot, that's not going in. There's no way was I you know, normally because sometimes as soon as the ball leaves the player's boot, you're literally up. I wasn't for that one. I didn't think that was going anywhere. I thought, why isn't anybody running up and trying to get on the end of it? It's the post, goes in, 55 minutes, 4-0, game over. Yeah, that, when a goal goes in like that, it just feels a little bit more... Uh... Well, it's a bit gorgeous to watch, isn't it? Like you, you know, you hear that sound of it hit the post. You think, "Oh, what a finish inside of the post! What a goal!" And it was, it was quality. And I, I and obviously, we talk about you know pre 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 arrested Ronaldinho, not today's Ronaldinho, but he, yeah. Gordon Bennett, he's he's learning he's he's learning how to use his feet for silky dancing, crossing and scoring. Yeah. I mean. Mo Salah would have been proud of that sort of finish. That's the sort of gold he takes pride on, and he's a bloody he's a he's a striker or a winger or whatever the uh, Jurgen wants to play him. Yeah. So the fact that you've got your mm -hmm. midfielder scoring a goal like that, and I was like you, Chris. Obviously, I listened to, it, but I watched the replay, and I didn't remember him hitting the post of it. So I'm watching this extended highlight. So I'm thinking, when well, hold on, this this can't be indeed his goal, is it? Straight away because obviously we scored so quickly. Yeah, and it, I, I was mm -hmm. like, you was like. Oh, this is going to be that missed chance we had. I'm sure we had one. No, and it's supposed to go in. You think, oh, what a finish. You've picked that up perfectly. It was a wonderful goal. Fine, fine margin. That's what it's about, isn't it? It, it certainly is, mate. And again, Daka. Daka must yeah. be so happy with his own performances. If he's gone, well, there you go, Gaffer. You asked me to come on and, and give you a headache. I've, I've, I've got to give you one now with, with, with a goal and an assist. Exactly. You, you couldn't ask anything more of him um but I, I know you remember this game because you brought it up a few weeks ago it was a certain game when it was an early kickoff and we were playing derby county and or it was a late kickoff it was either early or late but we were on the telly um we were four nil up uh in fact chris powell was, was uh, who went on to be a future leicester coach was in the derby defense that day and spencer Pryor, who we yes, sold yes. to derby yes and we went 4-0 up within, I think it was about 12 minutes or something in that first half. Four goals, four-headed goal, four-headed goals. It was, I mean, and it was game over. And, it, you know, it's all right, sometimes that happens and you go on and win 9-0. That was the game I quoted to my son when at 4-0 up against Southampton, that 
wet Friday evening. I said, that's it now, game over. Just sit back and enjoy the rest of it. Of course, we went on and scored nine. But it was game over. And to me, it was that kind of feeling on, on Saturday. Oh, my mute button wasn't unmuted. Yeah, it was, and I think it was different circumstances in in each one. Leicester, Leicester did that to Derby, and I I still remember. I can't remember the exact timing of it, but I I've watched that game on repeat, Chris. I love watching that Derby. I remember the commentators when I think it's Marshall scores the last one, and he goes, "We haven't even had, we haven't had twelve minutes and fourteen seconds or whatever it is of the game." And some Derby fans have seen enough because there was a, like two or three of them going down the stairs. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes it's about the situation. You know, you knew Derby were dead in the water. You're falling up. Um, I think it was, was it March time as well? So it was end of the season. Leicester had done the job. They were, I think they mathematically got themselves safe with that win. Maybe it was April. Maybe it was a bit early. I don't know. But I, I remember it being kind of a very bright um, uh, a day. And, I, and I'm pretty sure that. So Leicester had kind of done the job. They beat Derby, didn't need to do it. Leicester against Southampton, we were just a savage team then. I think we'd beat Newcastle 5-0. We were beating teams 4-5-0 and for fun. So we just went absolutely ruthless and showed no mercy that game. But yeah, because, again, the situation was Leicester were playing with swagger. They were they were fighting to go top. They wanted to make a statement because we were, at that point, we were in the top, top two or no, we three. Went the, top. I think we went top after um, that. We went, yes, we went top. So the, the 5,000 to 1.2.0 was on again, wasn't it? You know? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We probably wanted to send some merciless swagger and a message to the Premier League. I mean, okay, we lost to Southampton reverse like, but we don't talk about that. Uh, but this time it was different. Again, different circumstances. We're top. We're fairly comfortable in that autom- in the, in the automatic zone. They were done. They we killed them off. If that second goal didn't kill them off, the other two definitely did. They had nothing left to them. They weren't going to offer anything. I think they made three changes straight away. He obviously went well. Take my players out of the firing range, and 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 you know the opposite of Leicester, you guys can go and play with no pressure because I'm not expecting anything from you sort of thing. Um, and, 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 and four there. Yeah. Eight minutes after those goals. Yeah, so that told you where his mindset was, where their mindset was at. Rest, rest their starting players, go again midweek, draw a line under it, this one's lost. And, and Leicester did the opposite, draw a line under it because it's won. And, and again, to be fair though, Chris, we still could have got four, five or six, couldn't we? I mean, I was yeah. cursing myself thinking I should have stuck with my 5-0 prediction. In the end, it didn't actually matter. But again, we got the points, the game was dead. 
why risk injury by going and going home for another exactly. 60 or 30 exactly. minutes what we didn't have in the premier league was you know saturday wednesday saturday wednesday which is what we've got in the championship um you, you know you haven't really it's almost like tournament football this month because you know the games are coming so so often um but you know we 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 made changes um you know uh we we First changes on the 63rd minute. Who knew? Uh, Mavadidi and Daka off, uh, or Brighton and Cannon on. Um, Steffi Mavadidi, why, when you're on two goals and you've got a striker who's hungry, why not leave him on and try and get his hat trick? Because we're 4 0 up. Does it matter if he if he if he tries to think I'm on a hat trick here, I'm gonna try a few things and they don't come off and he doesn't? But I can never understand why managers take players off when they've got two goals and there's a possible hat trick because they want those hat tricks. Yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure he was a little bit disappointed to come off and get his hat trick. But there's the the old cliche of there's no I in team. And again, would we be moaning had he kept him on? Would we sat here and he got injured? He pulled his hamstring. You know, not saying that Mark Albrighton or McAteer, who we've seen play on that side, wouldn't do a good enough job for us. I'm sure they would. But we'd be sat here going, oh, I know he needed one goal for his hat trip, but you shouldn't have played him. He got injured mm. trying to go for it. If they're taking him off, now we've got to hope Mark Albrighton, you know. So it, it's it's potato, potato. It's if, hands and buts. We, you know, it's, you know we, 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 talk, we don't know how it could have gone. And yeah. again... The game was one. It wasn't like his two goals and it was 2-1. If it was 2-1 or still 2-0, I would have argued and, and, and agreed with you that we should have kept him on. But when it's 4-0, why, why risk him running himself into an injury and have him fit and ready to go for, for, and not and eat an extra fresh, if you will, for Wednesday? I'd rather that than him get a hat-trick and get injured or go for the hat-trick, Wednesday. I hate to say it, but of course you're right. Um, <laughs> Handsome and wise, they say. <laughs> oh, Brighton! Last season with us, surely, isn't it? Sadly, yeah. No, no, and to be fair, he's already proven on his loan last season, at least definitely got the capabilities to go and do what Andy King's doing and Matty James and that's going and play in a championship for a couple of seasons. Hey, who knows? Maybe maybe someone will hire, maybe Stoke will hire, hire Nigel Pearson and he'll bring he'll bring the band back together with all Brighton, Matty James and Andy King next season. We who knows? But oh, I love Mark to pieces. Oh, oh Kevin. Jamie Vardy's obviously gonna be a little bit sad. Um because obviously <laughs> He loves giving him some stick. But, yeah, unfortunately, uh, unless he's going to be happy being a third-choice player, which he wasn't last season, which is why we sent him out on loan, uh, I think, unfortunately, I say this. I said this about Leicester's good times, Chris, and I'll say it about players as well. Make the most of him when he plays this season and, and enjoy what he offers and brings to us because... He could possibly decide to hang up his boots at the end of the season. I would not be surprised if Leicester were to win the championship because players can get a bit soap opery, can't they, Chris? He might just go, you know what? I've won a championship title with this club. I've won a Premier League title now with this club. I'm going to hang my boots up. And I'm going to walk off into the sunshine and, and call my career a day. I don't know. It depends on how he's feeling. Yes, it, it does. Totally, totally does. Um, and of course, 
we don't have testimonials anymore, do we? But then again, you could argue that they get they get paid enough anyway. But it'd be good for for charity. Um, we saw we saw nice to see Pratt back on. Um, didn't do anything wrong. Didn't you know he was there? He didn't get injured, so it was the first uh, twenty odd minutes he played. Uh, uh, Cassidy always comes on, so that was no surprise. Uh, nice to see Ben Nelson, the youngster, getting some time. He's obviously just signed a new contract, keeping you up there, Brad. Um, but talk, talk, sorry, mate. Talk to me about. I got. I owed you that one. Talk to me about Cannon. He wasn't loose, was he? No, he wasn't. And look, he didn't do. He, 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 I know. I, I tried to get over it. No, a little day. Um, obviously, I'll just I'll say it more in the race, so I won't give too much away. Did okay. Came on, looked hungry, showed us uh, some glimpses of what potentially we've paid £7 million for, um, uh, you know, from Everton. Uh, and, and look, again, I know we're going to talk about them, so again, I won't say too much. With potentials of what could happen to the squad either in January or in summer, it's good to at least get a little bit of light into what, get shine on him and see what he can do. And, you know... No, you can't. And again, Millwall coming up. He's obviously going to be on the bench or maybe getting his start there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to run through these next couple of slides, uh, but just to um, nod on if you agree. But uh, the strengths for Leicester, we were effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from through balls. Um, very, very true. We were strong at finishing. I think at 4-0, you got to say... <laughs> No shit, Sherlock. Uh, weaknesses. Uh, no uh, team has no significant weaknesses. That's the second week running. Um, that's good. The styles. Uh, we attacked through the middle. We dominated possession. Favoured through balls. And it's funny there because Plymouth, it says favoured long shots. And of course, our second goal came from a good old up and under from the goalkeeper uh, after everything that, 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 that we've been saying. Um Right, so here's the. Uh, let me just make that a little bit smaller so I can see it. I uh, know that's still too big. Let me just take it down one more. Here we go. Um, so, attempts. We had 13. Now, Plymouth actually had more. And I did say at the start, credit to Plymouth, that they didn't capitulate when they were 1 0 down. And they certainly, and in fairness, it's, it's what the, um, the guy from. Um, uh, Plymouth Argyle said when he came on the preview show that they wouldn't just sit and park the bus. And I have to say, they didn't. You know, okay, at 4 0 down, there's no work. But, but there was, you know, in that first half, I think they had the strongest start. They had 15. 11 of ours came from open play. Uh, Two thirds of theirs came from set pieces, though. Uh, but 13 shots. Um, Four goals, thirty percent conversion rate. That's, you know that that's that's not bad for the, uh, um, for, for you know for for the championship. I don't think uh, it might have helped if I'd put the. Uh, you could have told me, and I could have put the right graphic up, but I'll, I'll put it up now so you can just quickly catch up. Um, he does like dropping me in it, Brad. I'll tell you, he really does. <laughs> Never going to go on. I'm a celebrity with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Right, passes. Um, there we go. I think now I've, I've, I do. I do put this up every week, but yeah, okay. So we had six hundred and thirty-eight passes compared to their three hundred and thirty 
five. Six hundred and thirty of those would be between Hermanson and his uh, and his defenders. Uh, so I tend to sort of I looked at one and it was Vestergaard wings, Vestergaard wings, Vestergaard. Literally, that was the uh, movement of play. Uh, well, look, we've got fourteen crosses in, put five through balls in, uh, fifty long balls. So surprising. Uh, but there we go, 567 short passes. That's how they break break it down. Um, and you can see there, total passes, we had um, a, a, a lot more. Um, right. Um, uh, yeah, I've got past summary up. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed myself here. Positional report. Thank you. <laughs> Positional report. Um, and this is, I always find this one interesting. Uh, I need to make it big again, um, as the actress said. To the archbishop there we go uh attacking sides now to me brad uh, i'll let you come in on this one i to me that and don't I just say that leicester in the orange because we are the home side so i know it's blue i wish they'd pick another color but leicester are orange think of our third strip uh but look at that attack sides 30 percent left 31 percent midfield uh middle and 39 percent on the right that is what I want to see from a team. No dominance or reliance on one side. Yeah, yeah, it's such a refreshing sight to see from uh, the last, uh, the, well, from our Premier League days, the last two seasons in Premier League, where, and I still say it, I know he was Craig's favourite person. I know Craig loved him to bits, never criticised him. Uh, Harvey Barnes, uh who who was who was unfairly given criticism in all fairness, all joking aside, because he was yeah. doubled up on because we looked at this graph back then, Chris, and it was eighty percent down the left side, ten percent down the middle, and accidentally the ball went out of play from a gas uh, from a from a goal kick on the right. We never bothered with it. Um, so to see the fact that you know, and and when you attack in such a that is basically thirty three point three three. You know that that splitting yeah. it three ways for what it's worth. You know, I know it's it's saying the odd percent here or there in one direction more than the other, but that is what you want to see because not only does it show you that we're straight, in one direction. Uh, no, 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 not going down that. I I only sing when I want to embarrass myself. Um, no, but it it doesn't just show how good we are at passing the ball and keeping hold of it across uh, across the pitch. That can be difficult when teams press you, like Plymouth tried to press us. But it shows you that the opposition just don't know where Leicester are going to attack. Will this attack me down the middle? Will it be down the left? Will they go down the right? They got it on the right. Oh, no, they've crossed it over. We're always keeping our opposition second-guessing. And when you're doing that... You, you, you're going to control and dictate the way the game plays out, in my opinion. And, and that's what I like to see from how we line up and how we pass the ball around and go about it. Nice, even percentage, left, right and centre. I must admit, looking at that, um, when you're looking at the shot directions, I was just thinking about that then, saying like we've had all that, you know, attacking down, you know, uh, is very much evenly shared. Then we only have eight percent of the shots on the left-hand side. But then again, Ma Mavadidi likes to cut inside, doesn't he? He doesn't like to take sh shots from the outside. It, it, and I think his goal came from down the centre, didn't it? 
yeah, it did. His goal did come from 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 down the centre. But that's what the luxury of the hard work. Pass it around, working it down either side, kind of like a a, a saw shimmying up through the through through like a bit of wood, isn't it? It's slowly doing the hard work to get through it, and then when you're there, it's up to you which way you want to go about it. And it, you know, we create that space, we open up that gap, so. Fatou can have it on his favourite side and his favourite foot, so he can shoot if he gets in good space. You know, we go down the middle, which is a strong way to go because, you know, our, our wingers, like you said, Mavadidi likes to cut in, Fatou and Makatea like to drive yeah. drive into the box. Obviously, we play with one lone striker, so he's going to be central. And that's before you talk about Ronaldinho and Kieran Dewsbury Hall in the midfield with Harry Winks. Um, you know, pushing forward as well. So that's the luxury you get that you kind of, as when you're in that attacking third, you do all that hard work, breaking a team down and passing the ball around them and and, bre- and breaking their lines of defence, that you can kind of give it to a Mavadidi or a Fatawu or a Ronaldinho or a Dakar. And they, you can tell them, OK, where do you want to be for you to, to have your chance to go? And they go, oh, well, I'm going to go down the middle because I prefer that. Thanks very much, lads. Well done for all that hard work. I'll finish it off and... This is what brings us the wins, Chris. And I'm going to keep calling him Ronaldinho until someone corrects me because I can't believe we've got Indidia. I think we've body swapped them. We've <laughs> gone back in time with Ronaldinho at Barcelona and, and just put him in Indidia's body. Yeah. Uh, there, just to, to quickly look at it, not going to go through this in any great deal uh, detail, but you've got the shot zones there. Good to see that, you know, we're only 50, I mean, 53% of Plymouth shots were long attempts from outside the box. And can be a little bit desperate. Yes, you can get the odd super goal, Harry Winks, Yuri Tielemans in the FA Cup final. But I prefer our side, which is 15% uh, only, 69%, biggest percentage by far from inside the penalty box. Uh, but interesting there, like I say, credit to to, uh, to Plymouth that they never gave up going for it. Um, only 28% in the, in the away end uh, for the action zones. But we are going to be now talking uh, about a, a certain player that was brought on. Um, well, Dylan wasn't brought on. He was brought on at the start because he was in the starting lineup, brought in from the cold, as they say. And we'll be getting um, Brad's tactical analysis straight after this. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. So, Brad, uh, I always find this interesting the heat map, because you can see sort of how good we were, where we were good. I mean, excuse me, I mean, hardly any of the... I think if you only actually go in, in under the nets and inside the actual net area itself is the only area we didn't cover. Yeah, and again, credit to the Enzo way. Look, I've criticised it rightly. I felt I was a bit dramatic, but I criticised it, I felt rightly, and I think... Given how we played in certain games, we all did, didn't we? But it shows that when everybody's firing on all cylinders, because I, I did also say in my little rant that the players do have to take their, their share of responsibility. But to see a heat map like that, it, the only thing they were avoiding, Chris, it looked like was a was like you say was the stands. So uh, yes. and, uh, you know, they were absolutely everywhere, and it just shows 
you know, sometimes I know, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea the way we kind of go about it at times. I'm sure when we're winning games like we did um, against Plymouth yesterday, it's it's easy to to kind of forgive them. I know we don't all aren't all big on the passy passy sideways backwards tippy tappy football, but by God, hard work didn't half pay off yesterday for it, and that's when you kind of respect it a bit. I wonder if Boris was bored yesterday. Oh, I bet he was crying into his, his sexism biscuits that he probably eats. touches to 483 for Plymouth. If you're not touching the ball, you've not got the ball, you're not going to score, are you? Exactly, Michael Owen. You've, you've hit the nail on the head there with the captain obvious statement. But you're true. You're true with what you're saying. You know, if... if you know, people can say what they like about it. I, I, look, I, I, I've said this. I had an argument back in the day with West Ham fans when when Sam Allardyce played long ball and got them into Europe through, I think it was either the financial fair, the, the, the fair play league, or he got them in actually mm. the Europe position. And I said to West Ham fans, what would you rather see then? You're moaning about him getting you into Europe. So you'd rather get relegated by playing fancy football and getting battered every week. Well, we tried that. Funny enough, we got battered every week, um, you know, and go down. And they, and, and back then, they were like, Yeah, rather I've got than this boring on ball. Give me Enzo football any day of the week. I know it's different, it's not Allardyce football, but you know what I mean? I'd rather see us spend 55 minutes, 60 minutes wearing a team down and then blitzing four goals in that, you know, in, in the space of five, 10 minutes, like we did against Plymouth, or winning the game 2 0 and not, and not considering Chris, there's another thing we need to touch on. We haven't even mentioned it. And I know it's probably because we mentioned it every week. 20 games. I would love to know if there's some weird, unique stats to this. But 20 games into a season and Leicester have failed to concede more than one goal. Has any team ever done that? Has any team ever gone 20 games and still not conceded more than one goal a game? Because that shows you how much hard work it is to get the ball off Leicester, let alone score a goal. To be honest with you, you're making me think now. Not the other tactic because I've got no idea. But have we? Have we not? Do we not? Have we not conceded two in any game? Apart from Liverpool in the cup, yeah, we have not conceded. We've not conceded more than a goal a game. Well, that is something. Maybe it's because yeah. we're getting our forward players to play deep. And I'm sorry. Look, we, we've said about Vardy having to come deep. We've said about um, Ian Acho playing deep. Um, it is releasing Indeedy to go forward more. They're not scoring because they are playing deep. Um, the problem is Vardy's getting on a little bit, can't always turn his speed into getting, you know, so he's, he's turning it into attack. Um, Kalecci, and you know, I, lo- I love Kalecci, but he's, he's not the fastest player. Dakar is. Uh, Dakar is. And I thought I'd put this one up. Now, this isn't probably going to look up. And I do get annoyed that they're doing blue on uh, onto a black <laughs> background here. I'm sure there's something they could do with the colours, but I can't really argue uh, what's the score when I'm actually pinching <laughs> things. But um, do check out the website. What's the score? It's a really good website. Uh, that's Kells. He had 30 touches. And... Uh, Look, look where his heat map is. It's just in front of our own, uh, his, his hottest. It's in front of our own, um, uh, you, you know, uh, penalty box. Uh, but as you look at that, it's all down the centre and there's a hell of a lot in their box as well. 
Yeah, yeah, again, and, and you'd probably find that if you looked at the 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 the, the attacking uh, trio, if you will, or at least the central attacking players, uh, Ronaldinho's and, and Dewsbury Halls, um, they're probably not too dissimilar, Chris, because that's 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 how a team plays as a team. They work in tandem. They, you know, they they all help out to all help out in the other direction. If you're all coming back in, not ridiculously deep, it's not it's not by any stretch of the imagination by saying it's desperate defender because, as you can see, that he's probably his main area. He, he's like that loaded spring, isn't he? He's just waiting for the opportunity to go, OK, they've got eight, nine players in and around our box. If you can give me the ball, we saw what happened at West Brom. That's what they're waiting for, Chris. They're, they're, they're using that acceleration that they've got. Uh, hi, Melina. Hope you're well. Uh, they've got that acceleration in the squad um, and the powerhouse to just drive through a team. And, and they, they have done that, Chris, haven't they? They didn't yeah. just do it Saturday. They didn't just do it against West Brom. But when we've seen them firing on all cylinders and we've seen it a few times, maybe not got the same scoreline, but they have just blitz past the midfield or two or three hanging back defenders. They might as well, you know, they might as well have not been there for what it's worth. I just want to say hi to Miss Pauline. I know she's not very well at the moment. She, she's full of a cold. Could be worse, Mel. You could have man flu. Uh, that That's a killer. It really is. But lovely to see you again. I, I did pop onto her channel yesterday. Uh, it was before the score. Uh, before the, the games, uh, was it after the game? Uh, and she wasn't crying too much anyway. But uh, Melina, can I just say because you Melina always used to, um, always used to say, like she said, honorable Fox fan, she is, um, the Fox fan from Canada. Well, when you've got it, when you support Arsenal, I mean, just have a look at um, Anthony, you've always got to have a second team, haven't you? But no, joking aside, lovely to see you, Mel. Thanks for popping on. We'll, we'll have a chat later, and um. Melina always used to say to me about coming shopping at Leicester for the uh, for the team uh, for Arsenal. Um, yes, Vardy didn't sign for you. Madison didn't sign for you. Despite all those photoshopped pictures that Arsenal fans did. Um, Fatou, no, not Fatou, Mavadidi. You let him go. We signed him. So maybe next season, we'll see you next season, Mel. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll buy one or two Arsenal players for you, um, but no, joking aside. But look, Brad, this is your moment. Oh, it always is, isn't it? Right, Mike, am I staying on the small screen or are you, you going to make a big screen? How, how much are you willing to embarrass me? I can I, I can make you. I was going to say I can make you big, but maybe that sounds wrong. Whichever you prefer. Uh, well, obviously, as everybody knows, um, in the new year, when I've got my laptop, I'll be doing these in a lot more detail and you'll be able to see it so uh, a bit better. But what I'm going to talk about today is, um, is a man that was left out of the cold, a man that we still don't know his future, where it lies, um, is, is Patson Dakar, or as I want to call it, the Dakar difference. And we saw it in his goal. Uh, I think for the first half, Daku was played into a suit the style. He was told to do what Ian Acho and Vardy are asked to do in the game. And I'm not saying he did it bad. He didn't. He did it well. He played a few good passes. He ran his socks off and he did what was asked of him. 
And it almost seemed like Enzo realised that wasn't working. Now, although Dakar was doing a grand job of it, Dakar is not one of them deep line forwards. We have seen it now. Okay, granted, he's not scored many goals in his time at Leicester, but when he does score goals, Chris always likes to bring up that that night in Moscow uh, where he scored four. But the majority of his goals for Leicester this season have come from similar ways to the way Jamie Vardy used to get his goals. Get the ball to him as quick as possible, play it in front of him, he'll run onto the ball, let him do what he does best. And that's where Daka kind of got his goal from again. And in the second half, it's almost as if Enzo allowed for that. You know, a guy who had had, had one minute, he had one minute of championship football this season, and he came on in the 89th minute uh, against Sunderland. Um, he kind of allowed him uh, a reward for his efforts because, like I said in the first half, we weren't playing to his strengths, but we played to the team strength, which I think is vital. But in the second half, we did this thing, which I thought was a was a forgotten myth in football. We went direct. We played to our strikers. Um, we played to our striker strength for for the majority of that second half, and and, and that was great to see because it allowed Dakar. To, to kind of sit a little bit higher up, find himself a little bit isolated, go a little bit under the radar, if you will, which is what clever strikers like him do when they they are all pace, which he is. He, he's not built. He's not built. He doesn't eat his wheat or bix or his shreddies. He, he's 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 not the biggest fella. He's not the tallest fella. So you've got to give him the ball and watch his legs do all the running as he beats three defenders to the ball, uh, which he's shown as he can do. And his reward for constantly sticking to everything that he's been taught and trained on over these last three three or four months since Enzo's arrived whilst he's not been getting picked sometimes not even making the bench you know he's not let that affect him and his reward for his effort in the first half was rewarded in the second half because it was okay let's unleash Dakar upon them now they're going to expect us to keep being passy passy nicey nicey if we get the opportunity, Hamadson, Vestergaard, you guys, if you see it, go for it. Send it long. Send it to Tabatawu. Send it over the top to, uh, to Mavadidi. Send it straight down the line to Dakar if you can. However you do it, let's make sure when we attack, we're attacking for Dakar. We're attacking to our striker's strengths because this is the guy that if you give him the ball in front of him, he'll roll onto it and he'll beat anybody in a leg race. Usain Bolt will struggle to catch Dakar if he runs so fast. This man right there, hey, I figured out how the camera works. And that man right there, great timing, Chris. He is a pace merchant. And yes, I like a striker to have more about them than just be a one-trick one pony, if you will. But if a one-trick pony has a pace like that and scores the goals in, in the manner that he did, um, yesterday and, and, and gets the assist as well, you just open up a whole different cans because here's the thing we did miss. Once Dakar got his pace, got the long ball over to Fatou, ran into the middle, got the ball played to him and scored, We Plymouth didn't know what to do because Leicester mixed it up. They were passing it around, so they dragged themselves, they dragged Plymouth out, they dragged Plymouth out. And then just when Plymouth got to a certain point where they thought, OK, it's safe enough to close them down now because they're not going to play it long, they'll play a ball into Fatawu. And then they were turning around and chasing it. Pats and Dak are coming on and being the sort of striker, well, not coming on, starting the game and, be, and being allowed to play the sort of striker role that he is very well accustomed to caused them chaos because Leicester had the freedom 
of the King power in attacking sense. Leicester had loads of room in the middle all of a sudden. They were finding themselves with acres of space. And instead of, you know, Vestergaard putting his foot on the ball, which he usually does, he was rolling it into the middle for Dewsbury Hall to run on to, or Ronaldinho, a.k.a. Ndidi, to run on to. Uh, and, and instead of taking 30 passes to get into the final third, we were taking three passes. And look, maybe... Maybe we'd all written him off. And maybe in January, things still happen and he, and this is just a shop window job. But just hold your horses with Dakar here. I know some of you lost faith and some of you maybe put your hands up and went, OK, he, you've, you've got my interest. You, I'm going to listen. I'm going to watch and see what he can offer us and see if he gets a run in the team. Watch this space with Dakar. Don't forget Tom Cannon either. We've still got to see what he can do. And hopefully Millwall will we'll get a chance to see more of him. And then, but just watch this space. Pats and Dakar's time in the Leicester shirt might not be over just yet. I, we don't know what the January transfer window holds. We don't know what's happening with certain players yet. And if certain players go ahead of him, we might just have the answer. And that answer is Pat Sandaka. And that, Chris, is me summing up the performance and the Daka difference that we have just played witness to that beat Plymouth Argyle. That is my the Pat Premier Sandaka. League. That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. Indeed. Thank you, Brad. Um, precise and, and uh, detailed as always. Really love that section. Actually, I'm actually sat there going, I'm really taking it in. Thank you. Um, look forward when you get a, when you get a New Year lappy, and apparently that is a computer, and not you're not going to the local all, all men's club. Um, <laughs> that is surprising. We discussed this last week, uh, yesterday, sorry, in in the post match. Um, on our team performance, right. I gave 10, uh, you gave 8, Alan gave 6. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Alan. I know you've only ever rule, overruled him once on your man of the matches, and that was best to guard Southampton. Fair enough, he's your love child. I don't understand that. A bit like Ian Nacho getting it against Man City for me. Um, but a 6 when you've won 4 0. And yes, Plymouth had. 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there in each half. Well, they, they were a bit... Uh, thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. At least I know if someone actually understands me and I'm not talking waffling rubbish. But um, a six, Alan. I mean, did, did did Jordan Blackwell pay him a tenner to give him a different rating? Or I, don't, I don't know, but very, very harsh on him. But, but, you know, he sees the game from a different perspective to us. So, you know, uh, each individual has their own opinion. He, I mean... He his opinion. Yeah, he was there. We weren't. Um, and oops, I didn't mean to do it as you did it. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm muted. Sorry, it was. Stop blowing me kisses. <laughs> what are you doing, Brad? Um, oh, look, I've blown him away. Hey, um, boom, boom. I'm here all week. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't overruled him because he is at the match, so he sees it completely different to how I see it. Um, 
uh, or any of, any of the other, whether we're listening by the, the via uh, the radio uh, or we're watching it on on your legal streams. Uh, so I always um, stick with it, and I want to. That's why I've left it up there because that's what he's given them. Uh, for me, it was a ten, uh, four nil, biggest win of the 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 the, uh, the day. Uh, kept a clean sheet. Um, Scored four goals, did what we have to do, and a manager that got everything spot on yesterday as well. Uh, all in all, uh, that he, he got a ten from me. I know Kate and Luke gave gave the players a nine, uh, and Brad gave an eight. Uh, but there we go. Um, uh, and Luca, thank you, sir. Luca, uh, we've got an Arsenal massive in today. Um, he said is a ten. I appreciate that, mate. Uh, Brad. Um, I'm going to change my man of the match, and I'll tell you for why. But um, this is who, for once, not going for Winks. And I've got to say, he does seem to go for Winks every week. But then again, Winks is an amazing player and has deserved it virtually every time he puts on the shirt. And he had a great game yesterday. He's all over. He's like that joyous old bloody bunny. I'm sure after the game, he goes and sits on the toilets and poos out, poos out batteries. Uh, he gave it to Hamza Chowdhury, who I originally went for. I've got to be honest with you. I think he did well. He marshaled the defence well. He was captain. Uh, nothing got past him. He did what he had to do. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm actually, I am going to stick with it. But I, I kind of, my second choice, having looked at the stats and having looked at the, the, the highlights, I probably got to agree with you and, and Kate, because you both went for Fatawu. Bloody mute button didn't want to unmute. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, I'll keep pressing buttons. I don't press the camera button. I'll, I'll, I'll do that at the next break. I'll come back on camera because I don't press anything in case it doesn't work again. Um, yeah, for me, Fatawu, what's that expression you always see people saying these days on, on, on Twitter and stuff like that? They usually post when it's a lone player. Don't fall in love with a lone player because they always break your heart because they go back to the club and then they don't want to move or they suddenly want money. Oh, but I do. Fatu is amazing. Uh, he's premiership quality. Now, I said it. I said it. You can you can tie me quite it. Fatu is going to tear the Premier League a new one when we if he gets up there with us, and we need to sign him. Um, I don't know when when he hits the sixty six percent mark or whatever it is he has to do to meet these loan conditions. But as soon as he's done it, can we cancel his loan and pay the fee and get him in permanently? Because I want him at the club. He was phenomenal. He was so hard working. This man, he runs his socks off. And you know what? I I don't mind it sometimes when a winger gets frustrated. I know we mm. a few times about Fatwood, but this man never ever seems to let it bother him. And I remember against Watford, Jamie Vardy missed a sitter beforehand. And I don't know if you noticed it, Chris. I don't think we actually picked up on it in the post-match. But the one player who went up to Jamie Vardy, got down got down to his level, put his, patted him on the back and picked him up, was that man right there. He is a gentleman. And I watch, as you know, Chris, I watch all the shots and that. When they see the players coming off after a win or the down the tunnels are coming into the change rooms, he's always there in front of the camera, pumping both fists in the air, going, come on. And I love to see that attitude by a player. And I, I just think he's so wholesome and so, so raring to go. And if it's true that he's already come out and said he wants to make this move permanent... What, what was it Rio Ferdinand said about Ollie? Give him the contract. Give him five years. Pay whatever he wants. Bring him into the club because I, I, I'm starting to fall in love with a lone player, Chris. I know you shouldn't do that, but I am. He's, he's wonderful talent. 
I, th- I can't argue with that. And I think the uh, the loan agreement is the fact that if we get promoted... Oh, let me just mute you. Yeah, sorry, sorry. If we get promoted, we have to buy him. 16 million? <laughs> Jesus, what? Yes. Um, look, man, I loved you, but if not getting you means we get Abdul there, then, oh, God, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I was a bit worried that if we don't go up, will we still try and buy him? The problem we're going to have with that for me is we're going to get a lot of players in that are um, a lot of there's going to be a lot of Premier League teams, I think, interested in him, bottom half, general, general uh, lower league teams. Um, the fact that he's come out and said he wants to carry on this, this, this journey with Leicester. Okay, it's probably not worth the sort of paper that he wrote it down on, but it just gives us hope, doesn't it? And as we always know, it is the hope that kills us. Um, right, just before we move on uh, to Brad's uh, ratings, uh, I just want to say to you, it is B&Q time. Um, if you're not, I think on Tuesday afternoon, check out bbc.com. Come back, Brad. bbc.com forward slash LCFC, which is the Leicester City page on the BBC website, where every Tuesday afternoon they put up the fans' voice blog. Uh, it's me. In case you didn't know, it's me. So get off there, and I'm sure I'm going to have. It's me. <laughs> yes, it's me. Um, you, you, you may, you may learn so that you may think I speak a load of bollocks. Most people do, but uh, I can, I can only use so many words, so I've got to keep it succinct. But now have a read, see what we do. I can't, it can't be a match report. I'm not allowed to do that, but uh, uh, there may, there may be a certain mention of um, a certain player like that one, um, or on that one, or even. Even uh, even Daka Daka do. Right, what we're going to do, Brad, is we're going to do the um, player ratings now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go off screen. I'm going to put you up there. You talk it through. And then what I'll do is when I'm ready to move on, I'll change the thing so you know you can then end one and start the other. Does that work for you? That works for me, mate. Let, let's get cracking, as I say. No Jordan this week. You're all on your own, mate. Oh, brilliant i couldn't have it right so we'll start starting with the player ratings uh who's up first then chris so we've got the manager enzo maresca uh you know what he must watch this show chris because he must have sat there like a scolded child after the chef of wednesday uh thrashing i gave him in my verbal uh uh <laughs> entourage and it is uh tactics or lack of um absolutely fantastic uh, I said this on the post-match, uh, and I'm going to voice some words again now for those that didn't hear him. He had the perfect scenario play out for him, and it's all thanks to his tactics, his shrewdness, and his ability to read the game situation. Could he have kept Mavadidi on for a hat-trick? Yeah. Could Mavadidi have played 90 minutes and then came off of a calf injury and been missing for a month? Also, yes. He made every decision he made. He had the, the golden mitre's touch. He was fantastic. His decision-making, his substitute-making, and oh, if nothing else, Chris, see, seeing someone be so energetic on the sidelines and, and, and so brought into the system without, since, since the second he walked through the doors at Leicester, I, I completely understand why he was picked above everybody else who was uh, interested in the Leicester job because this man... Just feels like he lives and breathes Leicester already, and he's only been here four months, Chris. 
gone everything spot on from starting lineup to substitutions um and yeah a perfect a perfect managerial performance for me not just the result a 10 out of 10 for me spot on enzo well done fantastic job uh, as a manager uh did it really well so chris if you're ready that's what i can't sing any more praises to him uh no. sorry about that. i just want to say i don't know you obviously can't hear me when i'm not sort of when i'm in the background but you still could uh, I don't know why, but you're saying that and I'm nodding away and I'm not even on the screen. You can't see me agreeing with you. <laughs> Here we go. Brilliant. Well, yeah, there you go. 10 out of 10 for me for Enzo Maresca. Got everything spot on from his decision making from, from starting 11 to substitutes to, to, to seeing out the end of the game. Um, Hamadson wasn't the best against Wednesday, against um, West Brom. But put in a performance of no. Again, nice to know. A luxury as a keeper, very, very unheard of. But he didn't have much to do. But what he did, uh, he did well. You could say, okay, the quality of Plymouth's attack wasn't brilliant and, and some of the shots were, but you can only you can only play and stop what's in front of you. And he did that with some comfort as ease. His distribution was better, he was a lot smarter on the ball. Um and thanks to a very solid all-round performance, minus 10 minutes here or there in both halves, he had a very solid game. Uh, safe hands. Uh, we finally got a Danish keeper who can kick the ball and keep it in play. Sorry, Kasper. You know I still love you. Um, but a solid 8 out of 10 for me, Chris. That, that one was. Um, yeah, did his job. James Justin. Uh, one man's fortune is another man's game with Doyle. Uh, long-term injury he's uh, grabbed the ball by the horns as he as he is and he's not let us down he's never let us down really Justin you may be able to think of one or two performances where he's not had his greatest game but his recovery rate is fantastic and he is like a lot of these players they feel like they've been playing together for six or seven years let alone seven you know let alone 20 weeks together um, well, it's not even 20 weeks, is it? It's 20 games together uh, with the midweeks. But you know what I mean? He is loving life um, back in the squad. Uh, he hasn't skipped, missed a beat since his return from that awful injury he suffered a while ago. Another solid performance. Always had his, his, his defensive partners back. Helped out in the attack. Was right up there as well when he needed to be. Reads the game brilliantly. Another solid 8 out of 10 for me, Chris. Another great performance by James. James Justin there. Your love child, Chris. Uh, had a scary moment. Uh, probably the only scary moment uh, that the entire back four had. And it was, just happened to be Yannick that had it. But again, ever reliable. Uh, you know, I was not his biggest fan. Um, born again. I'm a fan of his again. Brought out the cold and... Sometimes, sometimes the players we don't like or don't take to that well or think are useless, they get a run in the side and they prove us wrong. And this man's been doing that since the since the Coventry game, first game of the season. He's been proving a lot of people wrong, and he's won a lot of fans over. Solid with his performance again. Picked out some good passes. Was unlucky not to get a goal again. I mean, he could he could have four or five goals this season if they'd gone the other side of the goalkeeper. Um, but he's been vital in both boxes in that sense. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but he gives me Robert Who vibes when he's attacking and defending boxes. Always seems to be able to get his head onto the ball now. He is a lamppost that can actually jump. Um, a bit boring, but uh, another solid 8 out of 10. Um, 
for his performance at the back. Wow, phase. If 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 you to the Belgian manager, if you're seriously going to stand by the words you said to him, or or allegedly said to him, it was paper talk that said it. Uh, that he needed to move clubs to get into your Belgian squad, then you don't know your arse from your elbow, mate. Fantastic performance. Long gone are the haunting memories of that horrible game against Liverpool and that horrible debut against Tottenham we had where we lost 6-1 or 6-2, whatever it was. This guy has got better and better with each game he plays. He is a great voice and he shouts at players. He doesn't scold them, scold them, but he, he, he roils them. He kind of goes, come on, think a little bit. Come on, use this. I know you can do it. You've got it. And he he's there. He, he He's slamming his hand on the back, patting for a job well done. He, he's he's cheering at the crowd. He's like, yes, we've won a throw and we stopped them attacking. Come on, well done, mate. Well done, you. He's urging them and he's encouraging them. He is a potential centre-back captain in the future. A solid performance. and. He didn't make a mistake, in my opinion. And I'm sorry, Chris. I know I normally pair them together, but I'm going to give him a 9 out of uh, out of 10. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yet again, wild face. Hamza Chowdhury, standing captain, standing right back. Tell me the difference, because he did both. He, he, he took both responsibilities and handled them brilliantly. Yes, for one of their chances, it was his mistake and he didn't quite track back in, uh, uh, as well as others at some points. But he broke up play. He tried to get Leicester on the front foot. Fairly solid uh, display and probably won because he can't do what Ricardo does. Ricardo, we know, can burst down and join Fatu in attack. And Ch Hamza Chowdhury hasn't got that built-in pace uh, uh, to be able to do it like Ricardo does on a consistent basis. But nonetheless, defensively wise and, and, and as an inverted wing-back wise role, a solid performance. He gets a seven uh, from me out of ten. Oh, sorry, I needed a break in my breath. Kieran Dewsbury Hall. I have questioned that he needs to stop thinking he has to be the next Madison. He was corner taker, free kick taker, throwing taker, goal kick taker, anything he could take. He was trying to get his name on everything. And over the last few weeks, he stepped out of the Madison shadow. Uh, and he's he's not trying to be Madison. He's trying to be Kieran, Kieran Jewsby Hall. He's trying to show us what Kieran Jewsby Hall is all about. And his performances in doing so have dramatically improved. Surprisingly, he didn't get himself on the goal-scoring goal sheet. And actually, surprisingly, I don't think he got an assist in the game, which for all the running around he did, um, I'm surprised he wasn't involved in it. But nonetheless, put in a solid performance. Um, there is a midfielder that steals the show for me in that centre mid that stole the ratings for me. But he did a solid performance and he, get, he gets another seven for me. Uh, very, very well played, Kieran. Ah, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, the main man of the hour, the, the attacking centre-back, defensive midfield, winger, striker. Every every football manager's dream to have as a player that you find and, and bring into your team. Please, for the love of God, sign a new contract with us. I don't care if you want a relegation release clause or something, whatever it takes to make sure you're committed to this club before you go away in the African Cup of Nations. Um, please, God, sign it, deal it. I need to say no more, man. I called him Ronaldinho World Show. He gets a nine from me. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, maybe if I was to rethink the amount of the match, I would have given it him. 
Uh, <laughs> I like that. But yeah, nine. Absolutely fantastic display. Harry Winks. Probably is quite a game, to be perfectly honest with you. And it's not always a bad thing. I said this about Ndidi and Mendy when they played in his position. Sometimes it's what they do off the board that you don't sing and uh, uh, what you don't see and what you don't hear uh, is what they're doing really well. Um, look, Mr. Reliable in that midfield. Uh, the you know the main cog in that midfield because he runs around like a Duracell bunny um, after after a, after a few energy drinks. On top of that, I feel like he's drinking Vardy's Red Bull with him as well. Um, was probably because of because of the attacking front men and Wilfred. Indeed, he didn't actually have that much to do. I don't actually uh, didn't hear his name all that much, which isn't a bad thing either. A, a solid seven out of ten just because it was one of his quieter games for once. Chris is having too much fun with his buttons playing the dancing frog. Steffi Mavadidi. For a while now, the only thing that's been missing from him is, is, is a glut of goals. And he answered his critics uh, in, in the performance against Plymouth. Again, you can only beat what's in front of you. So you could say it was only Plymouth. They're doing better than other teams. And he's not had to look elsewhere. A very solid performance. Grew in confidence as the game went on. His lovely little step-overs and his trickery uh, completely eluded uh, the three defenders and the goalkeeper for his second goal. Uh, very well-took penalty. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him an eight. I think he was very solid in, in the attacking front. Oh, Chris has got the dancers out for him. Don't distract him, Chris. And don't distract me either. Uh, my, my man of the match. Now, usually I only save nines for man of the matches, but I've had to give a few out for the performance against Plymouth because I think it's fantastic. Sign him. Make him a player. Pay the 16 million. Give it him now. I don't care. Whatever we need to do, if we can do it in January, bloody well do it. Make him a permanent fox. Bring him home. He loves it here. We love him here. Uh, I thought I couldn't love Aloni more than I did Lutman a few years ago. Abdul's probably me wrong. Uh, the best Loney out of the bunch um, that, we, that we've got at the club. And, uh, and that's saying something considering I like them all here. And I have to do this because of my man match. And he deserves it. A perfect 10. Hungry. Never stop running. He's definitely on Santa's nice list. He deserves all the presents he can get and all the plaudits he deserves. A, a 10 out of 10 solid performance from that from that man on Saturday. Absolutely fantastic. Pat Sandaka. Well, Santa lives in the North Pole. That, man, that man's been in a colder area uh, since, uh, well, for a long time, not just since Enzo's arrived. He was in it under Brendan despite having some spells. Uh, Grinch maybe sums it up a little bit. Um, because uh, he, he's not been getting much in the way of rewards, but you couldn't have asked for a better perfect return to, to the side, could you? He gets a goal, he gets an assist, he ran his socks off, he, he, he listened to his instructions, and you know, it shows he's been together and part of the team when he has a half time talk with Fatu and Hamadson, and they combine to get a goal. Um, I'm gonna give him an eight. I'm going to stick with 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 the same thing I get for a team rating because he did only play 60 minutes because he hasn't played. Well, he played. He's played a minute this season. For me, he gets a six. 
Uh, a six and eight. I said six because I saw something pop up then. He gets an eight for me, Pats and Dakar. Hopefully, continues to play. The substitutes. Now, some of these got more minutes on it. Tom Cannon, finally. Not The Rock. The Rock hasn't come back to, to, to Friday Night Smackdown. I'm not, I'm not doing one of them. But finally, we saw Tom and Cannon play. A man who we kind of maybe forgot we signed. Um, steady. Didn't really get many chances in front of goal, unfortunately. He would have been, that would have been perfect, wouldn't it? I think I would have had to give the performance a 10 that he scored and we won 5-0. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't to be. But with injuries and illness, he's probably going to get another chance to shine uh, and show us what he's capable of against Millwall. Uh, but for me, I he gets a 7. He did what was asked of him and did the best he could with the time he has. I was going to give a 6, but 6 and 7 is the same, and I think he did, did, did deserve the higher number. Mr. Reliable, Mark Albrighton. His chances have been few and far between over the last year at Leicester, but he never, ever lets us down. And when the tempo was dropped and you needed someone who was going to put the foot on the ball and slow things down and, and be a bit more methodical with it and not Speedy Gonzalez like Steffi Mafadidi is, this is the man you want to be putting on, isn't it? Smart, experienced head, on the ball, wise man, as as as, as one, one, one man may say. Um, a good old reliable performance from Mark Albrighton. Uh, and again, because of the way the game played out, wasn't too much involved in an attacking sense, but he gets a seven from me, Chris. And now the final one, Dennis Pratt, the most unfortunate man on the planet at Leicester. Uh, injuries and fate and falling out uh, have led to him not seeing much of him throughout his entire career at Leicester. Um, but again, it was pleasing to see him get minutes uh uh, under his belt it was pleasing to see him have a decent performance for the time he was on the pitch and I, I, there's not really much else I can say on it without repeating what I've said about the other two substitutes and I've, I'm just going to give him a seven Chris uh, fairly standard performance did his job that was needed of him gets a seven uh, Cassidy hmm. didn't do anything wrong get me wrong but he's not may, maybe we put too much pressure on him given his under-20 performance for Italy. Maybe because he's come on loan from Chelsea, there's a bit more expectation. Um, but judging him off his performance, didn't do anything to kind of wow me, but didn't do anything wrong. Did his job that was needed to do. Shored up the midfield, played some passes. Very nice on the ball when he had it. Uh, again, another seven, mate. There isn't really much else I can say about him, uh, to be honest with you. And Ben, I'll give the same to as well because he came on. He was a youngster. He wasn't really. Yeah, Ben Nelson. Good to see a youngster getting a breakthrough into the team. Good to see. Good to see him getting chances. Um, you know, he came on with the comfort because it was obviously four 0 The game was over, and he um, he did a good good job. Again, the seven really is all I can give for the substitutes for the uh, the time they were on. No, that is fine. Uh, I, I think that's the way forward the way we did it, though. Yeah, I like that, Chris. Just me. Uh, just me. Um, uh, right, I was going to talk uh, transfers. This, uh, talk transfers, but we've been going for now just five, four minutes short of two hours. So we're going to leave that for tonight. 
Um, we'll probably discuss those tomorrow in the debate show. Brad, thank you so very much. I will see you on Wednesday for the um, Millwall game, um, pre, during and post. Um, sounds like he's at a... Uh, I just realised I've got the, the old game up there. Well, that's a little bit uh, silly of me, isn't it? Um, I used to be able to be... I used to be good at this job, you know. Uh, don't know when, but at some point I was good at this job. Uh, but Brad... Thank you very much, young man. Uh, excellent as always. Appreciate your predictions. I will see you um, on Wednesday at seven o'clock. Yeah, I will see you then. Thanks as always. I love doing this show. So cheers, everybody that's joined in. Brilliant. Uh, take care, buddy. Take care. See you Wednesday. Cheers. Thanks there to uh, to Brad. Um, I need to get all these things sorted i don't know what's going on why why that's got the old score i don't know but look hey thank you nate appreciate that um yeah hope you've enjoyed it let us know in the comments below if you enjoy these shows or not like i say we started doing them when we started losing uh but look we've got really i enjoy doing them brad knows his stuff as well uh which is a good job one of us does um but we will be back seven o'clock tomorrow i was going to do a millwall preview but uh my sons said don't want to go down the pub on tuesday college with you uh daddy chips and there's no uh there's no uh there's no comparison i'm off down the pub so i will see you tomorrow at seven and then seven o'clock on wednesday for the uh millwall game a little bit worried about that one but we'll see take care guys thanks very much for watching thank you to everybody who joined in the chat and if you've been listening on your favorite podcast platform, I appreciate that as well. Um, the holiday season is nearly upon us. Have a good one. Have you got your letters into Santa yet? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I've ever been a good boy. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, see you all tomorrow. Take care. Have a good evening. Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.